Could you use a quick tip daily? How about a tip that can impact your day? My name is Rafael. Join me as I bring you tips by experts around the world. These experts have shared their knowledge and wisdom with me and will directly share them with you. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, and comment, and I would love for you to become part of the New Tip Daily community. Good morning, good morning. Happy Friday. What an amazing, amazing day to be alive. Every day is an amazing day if you're alive. Welcome back to New Tip Daily, episode 45. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Raphael. My good friend, Brian Gillette, is sharing some great tips on failure and doubt, or doubt and failure. Doesn't matter how you see it. Both of them can hurt you, right? Or help you. He's going to give us some great tips. We recorded this because he's in California. It's a three-hour difference. So I'm going to go ahead and, and share his tip with you guys. Please enjoy. It is a great, great tip. I'll see you at the end of this video. Um, and then I'm going to ask some quick questions of you. Thank you watching. As a kid, I was often afraid of failure. I was really good at thinking through everything and therefore often succeeded in most endeavors. But as I look back, I likely could have gone bigger. Maybe mm -hmm. I should have listened to the advice my dad gave me when I was 10. Mm -hmm. We were skiing in Colorado and after a long day on the slopes, I'd skied to the bottom and glided in with the confidence of an Olympic gold medalist and sprayed snow all over my dad, then said, <laughs> I haven't fallen all day. He complimented me on my form and replied, someday, it, sometimes it's good to fall because it shows you're pushing yourself. And that's when you learn. Don't get me wrong. I've pushed myself a lot. I cycled 4,000 miles across the United States. I completed a 200 mile run through the Sierra mountains in 76 mm. hours. I traveled around the world twice, once for a year. And I started my own company after leaving the safety of a corporate gig. I've taken some risks but I likely could have taken more. And the reason I didn't was that I was afraid to fail. When I wrote my book, I kept thinking, what if no one buys it? Then I thought, if I don't write it, it guarantees no one will buy it. Plus I would regret it later in life. Right. If I write it, at least a few may buy it, like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> For the book, I interviewed a hundred highly accomplished leaders to see how they reach new peaks. Mm. And one of the executives I spoke to oversees a nationally rated 15,000 student school district. Mm. He told me how he likes to say yes to challenging projects that call to him, even if they stretched him to new levels. It got me asking if I'd said yes enough. Mm. So, a year later, when he asked if I would run a $330 million political bond campaign to raise money for the schools, it didn't take long for me to say yes, despite having very little knowledge in the area. <laughs> was I nervous? You're darn right I was. Too often we're hesitant to start something big because of some fear or doubt, fear that we'll fail, get hurt, lose face, whatever, and doubt that we can't do it. My tip includes two ways to overcome that fear and doubt. 
First, break your fears down. When we learn to swim, we don't go out on a boat and dive into the deep blue ocean. We slowly step into the shallow end of a pool with somebody nearby. We get comfortable in the shallow end and then move from the two foot to the three foot depth. We repeat that until we're eight in eight feet of water. And what's interesting is that water doesn't change. Our mental capability expands. So we're comfortable in eight feet of water. Start small or easy and break down those fears. Another executive I spoke to is a technology VP during the day, but real estate investor by night. And he invests in San Francisco where a million dollars will barely get you a starter house. Mm. He shared a story about how at one point he was 90% leveraged and some of the debt was from his parents' retirement. And so it made him nervous, very nervous. And while, I imagine. Yeah, yes. and while there were many nights he didn't sleep well, he explained how he managed that fear of losing everything, including his parents' retirement. He broke his fear down into three smaller, more manageable components. What if I lose my job? What if I lose a tenant in turn rental income? And three, what if I have to do a major improvement that costs a lot? Breaking it down allowed him to evaluate each fear or risk and focus his energy where it needed to be focused. And after evaluating each one of these fears, he felt he had reduced it enough, not eliminated, but reduced it. Mm. And so it gave him the opportunity to sleep a little bit better at night. It's a similar technique I've used many times with ultra distance events. Running 200 miles around Lake Tahoe is scary and hard. Mm. <laughs> and, and when you've run 100 miles and you know you have 100 more to go, you're in already exhausted, you're in pain, and you've got to shift your mindset set. And instead of thinking that I have 100 miles to go, which is daunting, I thought, I have 10 miles until the next aid station. I know I can run 10 miles because that's easy. And when I got to that aid station, I would then say to myself again, I just have 10 miles to the next aid station. Mm -hmm. Do that a few times and you're at the finish line. Big things can be daunting and overwhelming. So break them down into smaller, more manageable chunks. It reminds me of the story when someone asks, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> one, one bite at a time. Second, be realistic. We frequently think of the worst case scenario, which usually involves death, complete annihilation, total loss of everything, or embarrassment beyond belief. And rarely mm. does that level of catastrophe occur. What often may happen is a minor injury, loss of some money, wasted time spent, or temporary embarrassment, which someday you will laugh about. Trust me. I have many of those moments that make me <laughs> chuckle. One highly successful founder told me, for the worst case scenario to happen, a series of failures must occur simultaneously. It's mm -hmm. rarely one thing. It's rarely one thing. I thought about that conversation earlier this year when my wife and kids and I got this wild idea to go near the border of Poland and Ukraine. We had been watching the war and seeing all the women and children trying to flee Ukraine toward a safer country and wanted to help. So our plan was to deliver the medicine to Ukrainians and help with refugees. 
if I thought through the worst case scenario, it would be getting caught then killed in a war zone. If we focused only on that worst case scenario, we'd have never left. Our original plan never had us on Ukrainian soil, but getting within 40 miles of the border with Poland. So I felt our risk was low enough. There's a lot to be afraid of with this type of adventure. The chance mm -hmm. of something going minorly wrong was very high. The chance of something going terribly wrong was low. Having traveled to 60 countries and heard friends and family say, aren't you worried about going into, you fill in the blank. <laughs> the answer generally is no. I tend to look at the odds of something tragic happening. Having traveled through Palestine and Paris, people often ask, weren't you worried in Palestine? Mm. And my answer is always the same. I was almost robbed in Paris, not Palestine. So mm. instead of thinking about the worst case scenario, Think about the realistic worst case scenario. Now, back to that $330 million bond campaign I was asked to run. Before I said yes, I asked myself, realistically, what's the worst that could happen if I fail? And I knew the chance of it not passing was high. Unfortunately, it didn't pass. And one could argue I did fail, but I survived. Mm. I learned a lot. And I believe people respect me more for taking on that monumental task despite the outcome. So whatever your big idea is, think of one thing you can do in the next 72 hours that will move you forward in an easy and fearless manner. If you want to write a book, start an outline. Write the first page or think of your title. If you want to start your own business, get your domain or a company name or a list of services you'll offer. You don't have to have the full business plan completed before moving forward. A lot can be defined along the way. Or as my college English professor used to say about writing an essay, don't get it right, get it written. In essence, essence just start writing and edit along the way. Mm. Life is iterative, so iterate. And that, by the way, is what the I in Epic from my book, Epic Performance, stands for. Life is filled with a lot of fear and doubt. And remember, these are normal emotions we all experience in some point. Just because a CEO stands up and presents to the entire company and looks confident doesn't mean she didn't experience some doubts earlier in her career. Mm. So ask yourself, what am I afraid of? And how can I reduce that fear? Chances are you'll be fine. Wow. You know, when we think about fear and doubt, how many people, if you say one out of 10 or nine out of 10 have fear and doubt, I'm going to go with nine out of 10. You know, I, I would probably go with 10 out of 10. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think we all have fear or doubt. And when I, when I interviewed kind of the 100 executives for, for my book, all of them expressed some some. some fear, some doubt at some point in their life. So, so I think we all have it. Yeah. So, so maybe 10, but we, we want to reduce it to nine, right? We'll, we'll, we'll take it to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Great tips. You know, I'm over here writing notes, you know, amazing stuff as usual. One of the things that, you know, really resonates with me is the fact that we really have to go for it. We have to also assess the 
the risks that yeah. are involved because you know with anything you cross the street there's a risk right yeah. if you don't look both ways and you just cross how many times have you driven and somebody's just crossing the street not even looking like you have to slam your brakes why they didn't look yeah and, and, and risk is real. I mean, risk can be reduced. It can be, it can be managed down. Fear is more in your head. Right. And so you still can break that fear down into smaller things. Um, but you think about like driving, there's a greater chance we're going to get injured driving than flying. But how many people are afraid to fly? Terrified. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you also have to have is faith, right? Because when you drive, let's say on a two-lane road and there's that double yellow line you have to have faith that the other person is not going to lose control when they're coming towards you right you've you've done it so much that you know it's like okay i know the chances of somebody crossing over are pretty slim and even if they do cross over they have to cross over at the exact time to hit me so yeah Mm -hmm. I, I, i would agree there's there's some some trust and faith there so fear and doubt Great advice. I I really know that anybody who starts to implement the thoughts and the patterns that you described will definitely lead to better successful business decisions as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. These apply both to business. I mean, I had interviewed, you know, executives, kind of the the C-level folks, but I also interviewed a lot of people on the sports side Mm. and it's all the same. It's all the same. Great tips, my friend. Thank you so much. And listen, I know you're going to Alaska soon, so stay warm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to. It might be hard, but I'll try. Thanks, Raphael. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you.